The Red Sox snapped their losing streak with a 9-4 win over the Mariners on Tuesday night. But after another shaky start from Nick Pavetta and non-committal answers from Alex Cora, has his time in the rotation come to an end? You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. I'm your host, Nessun's Lauren Willand, and not Nessun anymore. Today was my last day with Nessun. It was a very, very bittersweet day. Um, I do start my my new job with Mass Live on Monday, so so I'm I'm your host, just just Lauren of Locked On Red Sox. But there is some good news with the Red Sox in the sense that they snapped their four game losing streak. There's still some bad news when it comes to the pitching because. This was a chance for Nick Pavetta to kind of prove that, hey, I do belong in this rotation and I don't want to move to the bullpen. And he looked like he was going to do that. It looked really good from the start. He was definitely feeling himself. He looked in control and in command. And I was like, all right, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He's really, really ticked off. And he's going to use that into and put that into a very good start. And it just didn't happen. And so he threw three scoreless innings. So I was like, hell yeah, let's go, Nick Pavetta. Like, rebound from your crappy start. Let's go. And then the fourth inning happened, and it all fell apart for him. He gave up four runs, including a home run. And I was just like, man, you had it. You had it right there. You don't want to go into the bullpen. I 100% understand that. And I did toy with the idea of potentially putting Tanner Houck in the bullpen. I said that on Tuesday's episode. But now it's like does it make the most sense to put Nick Pavetta in there? I don't know. And I don't really think Alex Cora knows either. He Pavetta really needed to make a case to stay in this rotation and he just could not do it. But at the end of the day, he did get the win. He threw five and a third innings. He allowed four runs on six hits with six strikeouts, but those four runs nearly got him into a lot of trouble. The Red Sox, I was looking at this offense and I was like, come on, you put up four runs in the first Get that momentum going. Thankfully, they did in the fifth inning, and then they added a few more runs later in the game. But after Pavetta's start, it didn't really seem like it was enough for Alex Cora to commit to Pavetta making another start when he's up again in the rotation when they play the Angels next week. After the game, Cora said that the Red Sox did not have the rotation set for Anaheim. And my guess would be is that he probably wants to see how the others perform, Kluber, Bayo. How, though I don't really think Bayo is on the hook to go to the bullpen. You also have Garrett Whitlock coming back after a strong start in Worcester. He threw four innings, allowed one run on five hits, struck out four, and did not walk anyone. So that was very encouraging to see. So we'll see. I think a lot depends on what happens over the next few games. But Pavetta obviously didn't do enough for Alex Cora to commit to his next start. So see what happens. Brian Bayo is on the bump tonight on Wednesday. They're off Thursday. And then they head to San Diego for a set against the Padres before taking on the Angels. So it's obvious Pavetta is on thin ice. I'm not breaking any news here with that. And I think that after watching his start, maybe he is just better served out of the bullpen, giving you an inning or two. But you could say the same with Tanner Houck. So it's very interesting to see what Alex Cora will do. Maybe they'll use Tanner Houck as an opener, get through the lineup the first time, bring Nick Pavetta in. There's options and it's a good problem to have. It would just, it would be a better problem to have if everyone was pitching better, I guess. But thankfully the offense on Tuesday came alive. They helped Pavetta get that win. 
They put four runs on the board in the first inning, which started with a very nice hustle play by Alex Verdugo. He got a lot of credit in this game. We're going to talk about him more in the second segment of the show, but real nice play by him. But after that first inning, the bats kind of went cold. Seattle crawled back, tied the game, and it almost looked like it was going to be one of those games like, here we go again. The Red Sox just couldn't do enough to win, but thankfully that was not the case. Three runs in the fifth, one in the seventh, and another one in the eighth helped lift the Red Sox to victory. Mazataka Yoshida went two for five. Jaron Duran went two for four with two RBI and a home run. He's done such a 180, and maybe this is just a good hot streak that he's on. I don't care. I like what I'm seeing from Duran. I think that he's done a lot of growing up physically, mentally, and he's just really changed the way he plays the game. So I love that he's been able to contribute to this team. I love that we're able to talk about him and not be like, oh, he went at fans again. Oh, he misplayed a ball because he didn't hustle for it or anything like that. He looks like he's ready to be a Major League Baseball player, and I'm excited to see how this continues and how he continues to grow. Hopefully it's in a positive direction, but love the way that he's just contributing to this team. And then, of course, Verdugo went two for four. He had three runs. And speaking of Verdugo, he was a huge part of this Red Sox team bouncing back even before Tuesday's game started. And we'll talk about that in our second segment of the Locked On Red Sox podcast just as soon as I tell you about So Rare. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across every single MLB team. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with other players across against global opponents to win epic rewards, win or lose, you still own your cards and the best part, there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards. Sober also has partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez to service their brand ambassadors. And they're featured in the current brand campaign that SoRare is running right now. And both will engage with the SoRare community throughout the MLB season. Game weeks happen twice weekly. They span about a three to four day cycle. And at the end of game weeks, SoRare MLB managers who rank at or near the top of the leaderboards win a variety of rewards, which can include SoRare scarcity cards, game tickets, merchandise, signed jerseys, and VIP experiences like meeting MLB All-Stars. Prizes may vary depending on the competition Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set up your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. So we mentioned how Alex Verdugo was a big part of, of Tuesday's win. And it started well before first pitch was even thrown. And that's because he held a players-only meeting. He spoke with WEEI's Rob Bradford afterward about how everything transpired. The article is fantastic. You get a, a really a good glimpse into this players-only meeting that Verdugo called. It, it was basically him saying, bring the energy and bring that energy whether we win or lose. He also said it was his first time kind of calling any type of meeting like that. So he was a little nervous, but he mentioned to Bradford that Guys really seem to like it. They really seem to be listening to him and kind of take in what he was saying. And he told them, let's root for the guys in front of you and behind you and get on the same page of just playing the ball, man. The whole year we have played, it hasn't been just one game carrying the team. It has been everybody contributing, everybody firing and helping out. And he said that a lot of guys really were like just tuned in, really liked what he had to say. And that meeting took place after Tuesday's batting practice. So 
it must have sparked something in this Red Sox offense. It must have sparked something in the Red Sox team as a whole. And I think it started with Verdugo because he began the first inning with a broken bat dribbler that he hustled out with a little help from a bobble by Colton Wong. But after he was on base, the Red Sox responded by scoring four runs. And he really hustled. He really wanted to reach first base. He wanted to take advantage of that tiniest bobble by Colton Wong. And I think that's kind of where we see the Red Sox make the difference in the game. And they did respond by scoring four runs. They took advantage of the Mariners making that small error, which probably if Alex Verdugo is not hustling and not hustling the way, or even just running the way that he usually does, he's probably out. And who knows how this game goes from there. But just to see that start off the game like that really set the tone. And Cora even said after the game that that set the tempo. And if you remember... Alex Verdugo was called out by Cora at the end of the 2022 season. And Cora said they were going to push him. They were going to push him to be a better player, a faster player. Clearly, it's worked because he just looks like a completely different player. He did say that he's more physically in shape. He also had some injuries last year that we found out about. But clearly, when he's healthy, he is a very good player for this Red Sox team. And to, to know that he called that meeting because he didn't like what what he was seeing from the Red Sox the last few games, I don't think really many people were happy with what they were watching. And it goes back to Jake and I would say this, that fans and everyone just wants to watch competitive baseball. And the Red Sox were not playing good baseball the last few days and against teams that they absolutely should be playing good against. You get swept by the Cardinals and you have the opportunity to take two out of three from them. You have those in the bag. And unfortunately, you couldn't get it done, but but you can't live in the past. And you're just looking at Tuesday's game alone, how much different they played. They were playing with fire under them. You had Jaron Duran contributing. You had Yoshida continuing to be really strong at the plate. And then Verdugo leading off the game. I think he fits very, very well in that leadoff position. And then taking on kind of that leadership role, Kike Hernandez, who, yes, he is one of the leaders on this team. He is hurt. He was not in the lineup on Tuesday. He is returning to the lineup Wednesday to close out the series against the Mariners. But Verdugo, to come in here, to even as nervous as he was, to call that meeting and say, we need to play better baseball, bring the energy, and the energy certainly was brought. So good on Verdugo. Hopefully that momentum can carry into Wednesday's game and we can kind of see that that same spark, that same fire. Tristan Casas is out of the lineup. I think we're starting to see better at-bats from him. And I don't know if better at-bats is even the right term because he is showing that plate patience. It's just a matter of him not making the contact that I think fans desperately want. I've already seen so many calls for him to go back to Worcester, but I think it's just you have to ride with him for the rest of the season. Yes, he's going to have growing pains in his first Major League Baseball season. He's only 23, but I think he's doing just fine. I think that... There's not really any major reason to send him to Worcester. At the end of the day, you have to just fight through these struggles with him. I don't think the Red Sox don't really seem all that worried about where he's at. Yes, you want that batting average to go up 100%. And I think that we're going to see that come June, come July, you just have to be patient with him. And every time I preach patience, I feel like a hypocrite because I am not a patient person in the least bit. But good for Verdugo for seeing something he doesn't like trying to rally the troops, and that's exactly what he did. Maybe you just need to hold a players-only meeting after every batting practice and just say, bring the energy, boys. That can be your little rally cry. Print the T-shirts. Let's go. Let's get this series closed out. Let's win the series. End it on a high note before you head to the West Coast. 
I think fans would be happy taking the series from the Mariners before heading out West and just kind of carrying that momentum, keeping that momentum on your side and leaving Boston with a win. We're going to end this show on the mental health minute. We're trying to get back into that groove of ending it on the mental health minute. But but before we do that, I just want to take a minute to tell you about bird dogs. So if you're somebody who's into fit, comfort and versatility, then bird dogs is the brand for you. I just got mine in the mail the other day. And these are by far the comfiest shorts that I own. I wear them to the gym. I can wear them outside if I'm doing yard work. I can wear them when, if company's coming over. They just, they're versatile, they're comfortable, and they're fit. It, they fit like a glove. I oftentimes have difficulty finding clothes that fit me. And these, like I said, fit like a glove. I could not be happier with bird dogs right now. And you should feel comfortable and confident in what you wear. So you don't have to sacrifice feeling confident for being comfortable or vice versa. Because in bird dogs, they say look good, feel good. And, and that is the vibe I get with bird dogs. Their stretchy fabric ensures that they fit my legs perfectly. I'm five foot two. I'm all leg and they fit perfectly. I now have a go-to company when I want to find something that's comfortable, that's versatile, and I know that will fit me. And if you don't believe me, the host of Pardon My Take famously never wear pants and they only wear shorts. And guess what shorts they are? Yes, they are bird dogs and they truly love them. And my friends who love college football and some of them are dads and they say that these are the perfect pants for dads because they make them look great. They make them feel comfortable. Plus the fabric. Listen, if you're going to go out tailgating, these are the perfect pants and shorts for that occasion. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter the promo code locked on MLB, they'll throw on a custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. I have one of those too. I carry it with me everywhere. My emotional support water bottle just broke. And this one came in just in time. So it is now taking on the burden of being my new emotional support water bottle. Plus, who doesn't love a free tumbler? So go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Use promo code locked on MLB to get your order started and get that free tumbler. So for today's mental health minute, I just wanted to talk about a book I just finished reading. It's called For Kolb. And if you don't know the story of Colby Cave, he was an NHL player who tragically passed away of a cyst in his brain. And he was 25 years old. He was healthy. You know, he played in the NHL. And his widow, Emily, wrote a, a book about her grief. And if you've been following her story, you've you've known about the grief that she's gone through and she's shared the ups, the downs, the good, the ugly. She has shared so much of what she's gone through in the last three years. And she wrote a book and I knew that her and Colby said this to each other, but the more she expanded on it in the book, I really, really liked the quote. And she said they had a motto that said, be someone that makes someone feels like a someone or like be somebody who makes somebody feels like a somebody. And I just think it's a very good quote to to live by or just to have in your back pocket because when someone makes you feel good, you probably want to return that favor. And sometimes just smiling at somebody, saying have a good day or complimenting their outfit, complimenting their hair, complimenting them in any way. You could completely change their mood. You could make their day Sometimes it's the difference of somebody just being in a terrible mood and now being in an okay mood because some stranger was nice to them. And it's another reminder that you never know what someone is going through and it's cost zero dollars to be kind to to anyone. You know, go that extra mile. The extra mile is never all that crowded. So just, you know, be somebody who can make someone's day. Be somebody who can help somebody. Be somebody who makes somebody feel like somebody. You want, you never want to make anyone feel bad or potentially worse than they're already feeling. So that quote just really stuck with me. And it's something that, you know, I do try 
to live by. And I try every day to, you know, compliment somebody, do one random act of kindness. And, and hopefully, you know, that puts good karma into the universe and keeps me safe from any bad karma. But, you know, I do want to remind everyone out there that it's, it's free to be kind, it's free to be nice. And you just you truly never know someone's story. And you never want to be the reason that somebody's day turns to absolute crap. So be the reason somebody's day turns completely around and you fill them with with positive thoughts and you you give them a, a better chance at a better day. Thank you for making Locked On Red Sox your first listen of every single day. For our everydayers, we will be back tomorrow recapping the series finale against the Mariners. And later this week, we will be doing a crossover with Javi from Locked On Padres. And I think he was our first crossover in the offseason. So all comes full circle will be on with Javi this week as well. So I'm really excited about that. Keep you updated throughout the course of the week, what this bullpen will look like, the starting rotation and everything in between. Make sure you check out all the other shows across the Locked On Network, Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Padres. Everyone does such a great job bringing you your baseball content Monday through Friday. And do not forget to check out Locked On Celtics. The Celtics begin their Eastern Conference final game one tonight against the Heat at TD Garden. Should be a really good game. Should be a great series. So make sure you check out Locked On Celtics to be sure that you're caught up with everything going on. We will see you tomorrow. And until then, we'll end this show how we always do. Keep the faith and let's go Red Sox.